0: And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the turntable teachers in classes back in session. Happy New Year, my man! Happy New Year! I haven't seen you since uh, since last year. Well, Seriously, technically, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while
1: since yeah. we've been together here. This is uh, pretty crazy, too. I'm sure anybody listening right now notices a very uh, substantial difference in uh, quality. We are sitting here right now in the uh, the brand new turntable teacher's studio in progress.
0: Yes, sir. We're not quite done yet. We'll unveil the finished product. But we're we're here, man, and recording. So that's all that really matters, you know that we're that we're here. Yes, which is which is great. And the finished product, I can't wait to share with everybody. So, and uh, we have a great one for you. Yeah, I was going to say now, What are we here for? Why? We are here for a brand new episode. And this episode is, of course, our list week, right? Because mm-hmm. we got brand new year. We got a recap 2019. Uh, we did this last year at the beginning of 2019 for 2018's mm-hmm. uh, music. Uh, last year we actually we're changing so people that have been with us for a while now it's gonna this is gonna be similar to that except the the format's just a tad different. We decided that our our honorable mentions are gonna be in two separate sections. We're gonna have still a normal top twenty five uh, today's songs. Mm-hmm. So for example, we're gonna do twenty five songs from twenty nineteen. Our tops, Cody's and mine. We both have lists today, and then we have a high honors section that will have fifteen songs. And then an honor roll section that'll have 10 songs. So it gets more songs as you go. And we're going to start from honor roll, work our way to high honors, and then go right to uh, the top 25. So actually, I have not seen Cody's list, and Cody has not seen... I haven't seen his either. Exactly. So if any of our songs end up overlapping, we will be able to talk about that song together when we get to the person, whoever has it higher on their list. Yeah. So essentially, right, exactly.
1: So if one of us brings it up, we'll just say the name of it, but then we'll actually save the
0: rest of all the description and everything for later on. Yeah, Uh, I'm ready to get right into this thing, and I'm excited. So let me ask you this one quick question before we start, because I know we we did do midterms or Mm -hmm. or mid-year lists. Um, How did you feel like for you, how much music from that mid-year list for the songs that we did is still here today like if you were to say like which half of the year you liked better which, so which do you it, think
1: it's really tough Um a lot of the mid-year songs that I had did end up keeping their place on the list somewhere I noticed the, uh, a lot of the ordering started changing and everything and actually, some of the songs, the, the album that they were off of, I ended up swapping for a different song since then because I've been listening to it even more because I feel like we always say replay value is something that we put a lot of weight into. So then after recording mid-years through the second half of the year, I ended up switching to a different song and just absolutely keeping it on repeat. So it was kind of interesting. So a, a lot of the, the mid-year things might just be similar artists, but a different song off that same album. But how much How much of it was similar for you? I would say
0: it's it's that's about right for me. I actually feel as though pe- so people that heard our mid-years, I actually had songs in my top 10 that not only fell out of the top 25, but they're either mixed somewhere in the honorable mentions or they're actually off the list completely. I actually felt that I put a lot more from the second half of the year versus the first half, which I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just like, you know, because they came out, like more recently to today, yeah, why so it's they fresher in your mind? Yeah. Maybe they're fresher. Um, or if I genuinely do like those songs more, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it remains to be seen, but I agree with you though, that some songs, like, let me backtrack a little bit. Cause there's actually some songs from the half, first half of the year that I didn't have on mid year that are mm-hmm. now here. So there's actually this,
1: one I think that I put on that's probably going to surprise you a little bit. Yeah, I definitely have the, some shockers this, this, too. There's a,
0: there's a couple, yeah. And anybody that knows my music taste, my top three ish might surprise a lot of people. So mm. I'm 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 pretty excited to. I'm more excited about songs than I am albums, honestly. Oh, and obviously, not to mention, we're gonna do albums. Um, it'll be the same sort of format. Yeah, like a top, uh, and then high honors, honors, honors. But the just the numbers will be a little different mm-hmm. because albums are obviously there's there's more albums. Uh, or Excuse me, there's less albums and, and more songs, obviously. But uh, so how we're going to do this. So if we're going to first start with honor roll. Um, Cody has 10 and I have 10 on honor roll. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to kind of bounce back
1: and forth doing two at a time and just kind of get through these ones pretty quickly. All we're really going to do is say like the name of the song, probably what drew us to it in the first place. And then what kind of music you should be expecting if you look it up. But we're going to save the more in depth reviews for the stuff later on in the lists.
0: And honor roll and high honors are in no particular order. Yeah. It's no just it's order. just
1: a random song. Mine end up having I, I feel like just by nature, I was trying to order things as much as I could, but then obviously a lot more thought went into these upper lists. You got About it. Like the the bottom ones, yeah, it's it's kind of just almost a mixed bag. So, uh, you want to start us off with two tracks from you? Sure, let's do it. So, uh, the first one from my honors list is an artist named Lizzie Land, a song called Call Me. So, this is a girl who got her start doing uh, covers of songs on YouTube, and it's basically just some really soft vocals over really smooth, kind of dreamy-sounding uh, piano keys. It's, it's really beautiful-sounding music, so a uh, very soft pop-style vocal approach, I guess. Um, I've been a fan of her for a while. This is definitely a really good song, very relaxed, so check that out. And the second song off of my honors list is a band called Pup and a song, See You at Your Funeral. So I remember last year on my list, I had an album by Idols called uh, Joy is an Act of Resistance. It was this big punk album, and that kind of got me into this like punk vibe during a certain portion of this year. And that's what ended up putting this song on this list. Nice. It's, it's a very, very heavy punk-influenced song, super to the point. I mean, the name kind of says everything about it. See You at Your Funeral, it's definitely about someone who has... Not great feelings for somebody else, and uh, like a "see you in hell" type situation. More, more or less, more or less. But like, I want you to die first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, and even even though some of the lines are like, "I hope you're doing fine on your own" and all that kind of stuff, but then at the very end of these like choruses and lyrics and things, it gets super vindictive again. Basically, goes back to that stuff. So great, great punk vibe for a breakup if you're uh, if you're looking for that. But uh, so, what are what are your first two off of your honors?
0: Cool, man. I so I haven't heard either of those actually, so I'm gonna have to check both of those out. Not that punk's really my uh, really my, my taste, but the first mm. the first Lizzo land sounds interesting. Or what is, what is uh,
1: Lizzie land? Lizzie land, land, not yeah. Lizzo.
0: Sorry. Anyway, so yeah, no, actually, Lizzo weirdly enough, spoiler alert, in some capacity shows up on my list. Oh, you too. Okay, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> mine's probably not very surprising, but anyways, anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got two off my first honor roll here. Uh, This one was on the mid year. Uh, it was more onto to the back end, I believe it was my to- uh, number 25 song on the mid-year, but I got Denzel Curry, Bulls on Parade, like a J version. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Obviously, I talked about this in length twice. I uh, even talked about this on the Boston Calling review I did. Uh, there's just obviously energy all over this thing. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite covers I'd really honestly heard in a long time. Denzel's vocals are so impressive on this. and I, Like I said, I've said this it's multiple crazy. times, but like for him to get some of that... Pitch control and just the, the and just the he puts the so much it, into it. He really does, but and, with control, right? And I think the visual performance of it, either, either on like a J or if you ever get to see go see him live, I'm sure he like he did it live for us, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Like I can mosh pits everywhere, just mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, I really think he should do more music like this because again, he like, fits it really well. He does, and we, and we even talked about it too. Like someone like me who. I mean, has heard Rage Against the Machine, but not a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, or even somebody that's into like a lot of metal or hardcore rock. This kind of brought someone like me into that realm, and that's really cool. And vice versa. We exactly. talked about Exactly. I was going to say times. it brought a lot of people Some from who are Rage fans now saying, hey, who's this Denzel guy? Exactly. This is really good. Right. He killed this Zach De La Roca thing. Mm-hmm. Here we are. So, anyway, uh, Denzel Curry Bulls on Parade, the cover, just really great song. The next one I have is Billie Eilish's "Bad Guy," Mm -hmm. and probably my favorite track um, off of her album. Mm -hmm. um, Where we all, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? It's just a creepy yet fun track. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard of this. Exactly, it was such a huge song. It was number
1: one on Billboard for how long? Yeah, it's it's been pretty incredible how like popular and
0: how much longevity that song did have this year. And honestly, yeah, it is my favorite track on the whole album. It's catchy, but then her lyrics are like a little, still like a little lo-fi, almost like ASMR mm-hmm. type delivery. Yeah, uh, I don't really understand quite how this kind of works but like it just does like yeah. I, and that's how I feel about a lot of her music quite honestly yeah. like this works well, it's, it's so weirdly. different and I it's feel like crazy. it's a breath of fresh air a little yeah. bit of like... it's just different yeah exactly and and I, I really enjoy it and, and I love the album and you know might come back up later in another episode mm-hmm. but, uh, but just, <laughs> uh, yeah so bad, and bad, we might
1: hear her name again
0: <laughs> different songs sounds yeah. like it uh-huh. so bad guy Billy Alish definitely uh, worthy of an honor roll
1: Definitely. I agree with you. And I, like I said, we'll be hearing again from her pretty pretty soon in this list. But uh, so for my next two, I have a song by Lana Del Rey called Fuck It, I Love You off of her most recent uh, album, Norman fucking Rockwell, dropping uh, many, many F-bombs through the course of this album, I guess. But anyways, this, this song is just very, very haunting. And I feel like almost beautiful within that. It's It's basically about, I feel like someone eventually is coming to terms with like their feelings for somebody, even though it might not be the best thing for them. But there's a lot of lyrics in here that are just really, really deep and hard hitting. And I think that's kind of what she's been known for and got popular for. There's a lyric about her talking about wanting to move to California, but then finding out that you take yourself wherever you go or something like that. It's so really deep stuff in here, Uh, really catchy, but again, haunting vocal lines. So I would definitely check that out.
0: Um, and she's up for a Grammy for that album. Yeah, so. and, and this album... I still album, haven't gone around to it, I won't lie. Uh, I've, I've slept a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I know that when we last talked about our Grammys uh, rev- uh, predictions, you had mentioned that it was it was decent. So yeah, I I, I'm a big fan it of
1: it. I, I will say that a lot of the songs for me sort of started sounding having or having a similar aesthetic, which I do know kind of comes along with the territory with Lana Del Rey and her songwriting because it's usually very deep, personal songs. That's kind of her thing. But, I don't know, I, I definitely liked it. I enjoyed it. This song was probably my highlight off of that cool. album, though. And then, kind of writing that same like sad singer-songwriter vibe, uh, the next song is Red Door by Julian Baker, who I've, I've mentioned on the show a couple times before. It's basically just a girl, her guitar, and the whole bunch of reverb, and singing songs about... I think this one is more actually... Closer to being uplifting, I guess, which is really nice to hear out of music from her. Since a lot of her subject matter has been pretty dark in the past, it's it's almost written in a dark way, so it's similar to her normal vibe. But it's basically about being like ready to be hurt by somebody else again or something. So it's like it still has to have that like little edge and like sad aesthetic to it. But this one at least is a little bit more uplifting Interesting. Than, than usual. But I don't uh, know her either. It's, it. she's really good. It's a lot of very, uh, ambient influ- influenced, like guitar driven music, uh, very indie style stuff. Oh. Her Lucy Dacus, uh, boy genius all, I mean, she's actually, oh, boy, all, okay. You've mentioned she's boy genius. In boy genius yeah. I see. Okay. So, okay, okay, so okay, it's gotcha. very, very similar to that. So all right. definitely. You, you mentioned that them before. So yeah. Okay. And cool. it's, it's right up that same alley. If you like Sweet. Julian Baker, you're like this song. It's all the same tropes that she always hits. Sweet. So definitely a oh, yeah. fan.
0: So cool. red door, Julian Baker, big, 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 big fan this year. Awesome, man. Sounds good. I got uh, two more here as well. Sweet. We're going to start with Danny Brown, theme song Mm. from his uh, You Know What I'm Saying album. Different delivery here from Danny Brown. Honestly, on the whole project, but this song in particular, it's not like a super wacky and just like abrasive and out of, you know, voice that he does on, like, an Atrocity exhibition mm-hmm. or something, like, even further, like, on Triple X, you know? Mm. I remember it's, the first time
1: I heard Danny Brown, uh, he was doing that, like, back-and-forth switch between, like, the really, really high-pitched, like, almost stoner voice and the really aggressive, like, D, like DMX yelling voice, yeah. and I thought it was two different guys. And like, he, I genuinely thought it he was. He
0: does well. Uh, dude, he does both very well. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's just weird Absolutely. to hear him rap, like, almost normally, like, in his normal voice sometimes. Like, on a 25 bucks, per se, Purity mm-hmm. Ring-type type track. Anyway, so I, I liked this track because it was smooth. It was still a bit eerie, like the the instrumental had some like eerie strings that would go higher and kind of be more drawn out. Uh, and the lyricism was really great. It almost sounds equemini influenced, um, especially the beat, uh, but it just it just paired so nicely with his vocals. Uh, I felt like this track is just really catchy, uh, more catchy than a typical Danny Brown track. So yeah. theme song, really great track from um, from him this year my favorite track probably off that out you know you know what i'm saying project and then i got Boogie, honestly man i got him with silent ride which you Ooh. know what i kind of came back to a little bit more second half we'll, of the year
1: we'll have to we'll have to hang out to talk about that one interesting we'll have, oh. to, we'll have to actually wait and talk about that one a little no later yeah he actually did make my list oh, uh, a little same bit same track up. yep same track wow okay same so track. silent
0: ride okay so we won't say anything until we get to it mm-hmm. so silent ride was um, on my honor roll yep interesting all right two more from you oh awesome. I love that so I didn't think we were gonna have
1: a same there's gonna be a that few. early I I think it, I actually didn't expect it that early but so and not, I, and not with that track we were saying before um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a lot of similar artists but with different songs, songs. but I, I do think there's gonna be a few repeated songs S- oh yeah yeah. yeah but so the sad. the next uh, two that I want to talk about uh the first one is no name with song 32. Not 31. 31 I was not very impressed with in the beginning of the year, but song 32. Wasn't was... huge on
0: 31 either. I have not heard 32, did hear 31.
1: 32 eh. is much more back up No Name's Alley of having like a very smooth and like beautiful sounding kind of lush production. It's very lighthearted and fun feeling. And then she's doing her normal, like kind of vocal acrobatic where she's like changing her pitch up. So it's it's much more back to what I would expect from her from like the telephone days gotcha. than her most recent project. So definitely a big fan of this. Um, it's, I think, off of an album that might be coming up soon, um, but she had all that weird like controversy and drama for a little bit that she might have been getting out of the music game or whatever. I, I'll save that because I'll probably start talking about it for way too much, but I do think she announced that she was going to be releasing more music in the future, so hopefully this song is kind of leading into that. But um, definitely a big fan of this. It's all obviously packed with a lot of dense lyrics and a lot of really cool vocal, I don't know, and lyrical techniques to get some interesting flows, which she's pretty known for. So right. I would definitely check this one out. The second song that I put in is the remix of um, the song "Without Me" um, with Juice World um, and Halsey. Oh Halsey, yeah. Halsey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. What it but so I love um, that track. This this song, I mean, especially now, obviously considering the events that have transpired this year with Juice World passing away. So I, I feel like this song almost ends up having a a different effect in that in that sense. But it's it's very, very catchy. It's um I don't know, filled with fantastic production. I'm a huge fan of her voice as I don't know. I feel like she's kind of been making a name for herself. Her album actually just dropped. Um,
0: it's good. I just listened like to it. Like the other day too. Yesterday.
1: Which, which I just want to mention, it is very hard to be talking about the best songs of 2019 when we have just had a ridiculous January and a ridiculous past week. When we're yeah. recording this right now, uh, like four albums just dropped the other day that we posted about. And then there's been a bunch of singles that have been released, even singles by artists that have made my list. That probably I like a little bit more. So it's so yeah, hard to like, listen hard. to this song. Like, oh, I really like it. But then there's another one right there. But anyways, sorry. Um, but this song definitely deserves a spot on the list. I think it's probably one of my songs. or my It is my favorite song that I've heard off of the album so far. Haven't gotten around to hearing the whole thing.
0: But I listened to it once, way through. It's it's really good. She mm-hmm. said she wrote it from a like a like a painful space, headspace in her life. And you can just, but it, it's weird because it. you can feel it. But in the instrument songs. instrumentation is still a little bit more. Uh, it, it has a more positive connotation when you when you really listen to it. It it sounds more uplifting than it does sad. Yeah, less so with like a Billie Eilish situation, like with one of her albums, right? Like how um, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Tended to have. Some more like sappy, mm-hmm. uh, sad tones in the instrumentation and in her delivery versus Halsey's yeah, like a little more bit straightforward. Hers is yeah. like kind of like stuck into the lyrics rather than the like immediate the aesthetic of it. Yeah, things, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's really good. You know what? It's funny. The other song I almost, that almost made one of my lists uh, that I, I ended up unfortunately leaving off was Ellie Goulding and Juice World. Hate me, which Ooh, is another okay. really good song. Yeah, and uh, Juice World was just off of uh Eminem's last project, which I'm stunned. I know we're gonna get to talk about that full project pretty soon when uh with the two of us in Pano, but I don't think anybody expected it to be as good as it was. Nobody knew
1: it was even coming. It that, was just yeah. it was the most ridiculous surprise drop ever. Yeah. But no so um I mean that that song either way, the the thing that I feel like I didn't really realize quite as much was how much emo influence which shouldn't come as a surprise went into a lot of Jews World's uh like I don't know, or not lyrics. Well, lyrics. Yes. But also a lot of the melodies he chose when I'm listening to him now, I'm basically almost imagining a kid sitting there listening to like my chemical romance back in the day. A little bit, right? Is awesome. And that's where he got like a lot of his influences from, which I mean, I guess that's why they consider them into the emo rap category anyways. Exactly. But, um, either way. Yeah, that's, uh, those two songs, No Name Thirty Two, and then Without Me, like, cool. Were the next two off of mine, yeah.
0: Without Me, I I almost wanted to put it on, but then I noticed it was twenty eighteen, but I didn't know about the the, the remix. The remix, mm-hmm. so that uh, came you, out super you, early sn- in the year. You snuck it in there. There's like,
1: one real, I think on my list shit. somewhere
0: that was like <laughs> January first. Oh that, like, wow, it came out literally right at the beginning. It's like yes, that's made great. It. That's awesome. I love that. Um, okay, so two that I have, uh, two more for honor roll. I have Collaborate. With "Hear Me Out," his title track off of his brand new—I want to call it an album, but it's not. It's only like eight tracks. 30, we'll call it like a project mm-hmm. off the, of the same name. "Hear Me Out." Uh, I just think this guy is incredibly underrated, man. Like serious talent as a rapper, great song song maker. Uh, he has a really just very lyrical uh, component to his his music, especially on this particular song and on this album. And he's very reminiscent of like he could he would fit great in in Dreamville he really really would so he's actually cited I I think Jay Cole uh, talking about him in a song recommendation at some point on one episode oh for sure I think it's probably song Bank Robber which I from off of his last project uh, from 2017 or 18 I think I remember which year that quite came out I think it was 17 but either way um, he is just really really underrated in my opinion and the song hear me out it's it's like a very just lo-fi uh min- minimalist type beat and he's just kind of rapping very passionately over it and i uh, it's it's just it draws you in and this album short little run like i said it's like 33 minutes long but it's really good uh, i encourage everybody to check it out and the album is the same name as, as the title hear me of the song hear me out and then my next track that's on my list is fka twigs Ooh. with cellophane Yep. That was one that just barely missed making my my list. I uh, it was it was one of the ones I just recently cut out like the other day. Oh man, this piano instrumental is just freaking gorgeous, bro. And I I think her performance for me is like almost nearly like earth shattering. Like it, it's it actually like hurts my heart to like I know that's like a little soft to say right now, but like it's no, that just, whole album is—it's it's Painful to listen to, mm-hmm. but like it's just captivating. Like her vocal range and control is is just truly amazing. I would call this experimental pop. I don't know what you would probably call it if people that haven't heard I would her. Agree with that, I guess probably experimental pop. But if you want to have that subcategory, there's no question that this is probably the best experimental pop track of the entire year for me. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, no question. This. Just, just like I said, her raw emotion on a, on not only this this track but the whole album is just surreal. So give this one a, ch- a, a, a shout if anybody that hasn't heard her yet. Just really, just brilliant music and and different. But
1: she's been and, getting a lot yeah. of recognition. I feel like for that album this
0: she's year, she's on too, a lot of people's nice. lists. Yeah. I, 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 pop I, I, up she was all, definitely everywhere. on a yeah. She was definitely on a few. So I, I was really a big fan. So cellophane FKA Twigs making the honor roll.
1: Well, so my next two, uh, the first track is a band that I saw for the first time, I'm actually pretty sure, opening for Ripe uh, a couple of years back, uh, Welshly Arms and their song Learn to Let Go. Now, I'm pretty sure that this song has popped up on some episodes before, but it's basically just another, I mean, they open for Ripe, so you can already kind of imagine it's going to be much more upbeat music, this is a very positive vibe song, a kind of lead in with what you would almost expect out of like a standard rock group, but they don't really play rock style music. It's much more up like the pop alley, but the whole song, like the name suggests learn to let go is more or less about sometimes letting life kind of take control and like letting go and enjoying the moment and things like that, which I think is obviously a really great message. I love the positivity of it. And I mostly made my list for the energy that it brings. And it bring me right. It brought me right back to like feeling like I was standing in the audience at that show So I feel like this song... They had dropped a couple other this year. There was one called Legendary that got really big. It's a decent song, but I felt like there wasn't really much depth to it. I didn't really, like, feel anything out of it. This song is much more, like, a feel-good, windows-down vibe, which is weird to say when it's, like, 11 degrees out right now. I wish that we could have windows down right now, but... Well, when the time comes. When the time comes, better believe you'll hear this one getting, like, blasted out of my car. Um, (laughs) But then my next song on my honor roll is actually one I found super, super recently, and it's a song called Sauce by Remy Wolf. So she is an L.A like producer, singer, and I'm pretty sure that she was on American Idol at some point or something like that, but man, I there's like an album or an EP, I guess you would say, because it's only a couple songs long, that she released this year that is unbelievable. It is so catchy and so funky. Her voice is incredibly, like, it's hard to describe. It's in a very, very high place, so it has a kind of shrill timber, but not in a bad way it, it's it's really really cool and unique sounding very very funky uh, and i i feel like i've just been it's like complete earworm music every every time i hear it it's just ringing through my head the whole time for like the next few days um i would definitely recommend this it's like i said it's it's something that you're gonna find yourself humming for days on end until you can listen to it again and get it out of your head dude fuck yeah that's awesome so, I, I again, I haven't heard any of your honor rolls, essentially. All like, of these lower ones all of them. are like uh, a lot of kind of random, like, smaller
0: artists. Yeah, kind of like... I, I would say mine is two in a way. But Except yeah. for the next two. The next, my, my next two are, are a little bit bigger. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we almost, well, well after I finish this, we'll have one more round on honor roll, and then we're yeah. up to high honors. So, my next two on my honor roll, uh, the first is Rhapsody. With Sojourner featuring J Cole, that's
1: another one that just missed off of mine.
0: It was a great song off of a very good album. Saw Rap City with Danny, Uh, my my buddy Danny. Shout out Danny. I've mentioned on this uh, this uh, this podcast numerous times, but we went to see Big Crit and she opened for him. And my God, she was brilliant on the stage, man. Very captivating, great performer. This song especially, right, just kind of I think exemplifies. Just not only her, but, like, just her vibe and her energy of just how positive but, you know, good-natured that she is. Uh, you can just you can just feel it right away, like, being in the same room with her. Uh, just really quick off J. Cole. Like, I love his hook on this one. I think it's incredibly smooth. Mm-hmm. It's catchy. The vocal sample and the background is really great. And there's just, like, a lot of good, meaningful lyricism both from Cole and Rhapsody. And they just really sound great on a track together. I think they contrast very nicely, and uh, yeah, just a really great track that I was listening to quite a bit all year long. So, Rap City Sojourner featuring uh, Jay Cole. Dude, that was one of, I feel like Cole's better verses of the year too. Yeah, the fucking it Cole was had a, a lot of fantastic. good verses this year. That fantastic one was verse. that one was solid. And then the next one I have is uh, Casey Veggies with Mirage. Oh wow, really yeah. enjoyed Casey Veggies' project this year. And uh, this song in particular is probably my favorite off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nice washed out piano sample with some nice uh, bass and some nice drums. And Casey just rapping about how un- uh, underrated that he is. And to be honest with you, I really agree with him. And and I think that he is somebody that's really overlooked not only on the West Coast, but just overlooked in rap in general. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree
1: with him. that because
0: I have overlooked him because I've pretty much slept on this project throughout it's like really most of the It's really year. good, man. Uh, definitely, definitely give Casey, if you guys, anybody that hasn't heard Casey veggies got to, got to give him uh, a listen. Cause he's phenomenal. He has, I think, in my opinion, one of the better hooks on a track this year for sure. Wow. It, it goes like on my wave, I go, I can't lose faith no more. The devil won't take my soul. It's just like, it's so it just bounces. bouncy, but like it's uplifting and I, man, I just, um, I'm such a fan. Just a Casey Veggie fanatic, and I've liked him for a long time. Uh, his he albums. Used to make music with um, Mac like, Miller,
1: and didn't you do stuff with uh, like Odd Future and all of them too? He was in points? there for
0: a little bit, and then he did songs with like Dom Kennedy. Mm-hmm. He did a lot. He did a, a lot of music with Mac Miller. Uh, yeah, he was. He did some stuff with uh, with Earl Sweatshirt. He was on Doris. That's okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. His album Organic this year was really nice. Casey Veggies came really strong this year because I hadn't heard Casey Veggies since my senior year of college, which was like 2016. That's when he came out with, uh, oh my God, the name of that album is escaping me. What the heck? But it had like Wonderful on it with Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, oh, Live and Grow. That's what <laughs> it's called. That album was really good too. But anyway, so I'm just a big, big Casey guy. I think he's just super slept on. let so awesome. to check that out. Yeah. And now we got our last round of honor, honor All right, roll. Yeah, the,
1: the top two of the bottom fifth or of the bottom ten. All right. So my first one is uh, "Kings and Queens" by DJ Shadow featuring "Run the Jewels." So my, the main reason that this is on my list is, I mean, I've been a Run the Jewels fanatic for quite a I love while. Run the Jewels. Love Killer Mike. Love LP. And I mean, I've listened to LP back because I was originally listening to Aesop Rock and they used to do songs together. He's shown up on a couple of Aesop songs before and that originally shown me or showed me LP and it wasn't until like years later I listened to Run the Jewels and connected those dots. It's like, oh my God, I know that dude. Um, but so this song is basically just a classic Run the Jewels track. It's going to have you bob, bobbing your head. It's very, very upbeat. I love the production that DJ Shadow brings with this track. I don't know if you ended, if you heard it. There's a couple different songs off of this album that I've seen like popping up on people's lists. Which album was this Um off? Our Pathetic Age by DJ Shadow. No, um, I hadn't heard it. So uh, let me let me pull this up and see. Because I haven't even heard
0: this song.
1: So, th- dude, th- we should definitely listen to this. Uh, later on there was a lot of really really big uh features on this like Nas was on this ghostface killer inspected deck de la soul no uh gifted Like he has yeah there's a lot of like pretty crazy features dave east is featured on one of them so and push a t so e- either way um oh they so, got push on there too yeah, yep they got push they got Damn. push it's a really long album too it's like 26 songs but either way so we're not talking about albums i need to save that for for later if if there is a need to save that for later. Yeah, no, this song, DJ DJ Shadow with uh, Run the Jewels, it's it's pretty incredible. Definitely check this out. It's very, very upbeat. You will definitely be nodding your head to this. But speaking of a song that you will probably not be nodding your head to, but instead just like sitting and slowly contemplating to, instead we have MGMT with their Very Dark, Very Chilling In The Afternoon. This song, they are kind of breaching more almost into what I would consider maybe like some shoegaze uh, territory, which um, anyone who knows, like me personally, knows that I've listened to and and appreciated shoegaze for a bit thanks to my older brother, Kurt, and his introduction uh, to shoegaze that he gave me and playing in his band that's very, very shoegaze influenced. But so this song, it's, it's again, very, very dark, instrumental. Um, the vocal patterns that he chooses to use cause a lot of tension within the song, which kind of complements that like weird, eerie vibe pretty well. Um, I'm really looking forward to if MGMT is going to release a project that's all music like this, because I, when I think MGMT, normally I would think like kids and the songs from way back when it's really bright and happy, like almost electronic production. But then their last album was. Much more indie influenced, to now if this is the
0: direction they're going, I am That's all about it. I am. I, I haven't it. heard again. I haven't heard of MGMT in a quite a while, so this has got another one that I'm gonna have to check out. Mm-hmm. I definitely went. would. So yeah, MGMT awesome. in the afternoon cool. would, would cool. recommend. But so what, what? do you got? What are your last? And I got tip? my final two here. I got Beast Coast with Coast Clear, mm-hmm. uh, one of my mm-hmm. favorite track nice. off that project. Uh, I thought the album was a bit disappointing, but uh, this song was a heavy rotationer for me. And all year long, really, um, this one was a lot less in your face, more smooth and vibey. Um, Michi's so talented, dude. Michi Darko's got to be one of my favorites. Like not only rappers, we've but been listening like, to a sure lot of like Flatbush, Flatbush. And, and Michi very, uh, lately with uh, with Pano. We were on a big kick for a bit. Yeah, the, with with Michi, I feel like this song kind of proves he's not that one trick pony that everyone kind of might box him into. I think Nick Caution, believe it or not, probably has the most memorable lyricism here. His like his line that he says, "Life is like a roadblock; swerve around the potholes." I just, I really, even though he only drops about maybe eight bars, it still really kind of packs that punch at the very end of the track. Solid performances from Joey Badass and Kirk Knight. I like his hook a lot. Coast Clear, uh, definitely my favorite track off of the Beast Coast uh, Escape from New York project. And then I want to shout out another podcast that we've gone I, I personally have gone back and forth with a little bit from out of, based out of Florida, Bruce Beats and East pot, uh, podcast. Uh, we originally uh, swapped music not long ago, and so he put me on a, the, uh, this album, not only this album, but this song. Uh, it's "Choosy in Exile: Lolo featuring Aloe Black. And there is a phenomenal. This is just this. right. Oh, right up not only my alley, definitely yours. It's jazzy. it has got a really, it's a really nice trumpet sample on it, and this cool faded out vocal sample. It kind of comes in and then just uh, abruptly stops. It, it it's really really cool, and Exile's production really reminds me a little bit of like Mad Libs in a way, and it's just like I said, very jazzy, very soulful choosy has got some really good, strong lyricism. I like his voice; it's low-toned, mm-hmm. but in gruff sounding, but it matches the production beautifully, and that's why I kind of liken it a bit to Freddie Gibbs Madlib, in, in in the sense of like okay, I can, I can that you see that. wouldn't. Not that I know who you're talking about, but like with that, if with you that think, aesthetic, yeah. yeah, the aesthetic of like
1: a it's rapper. definitely put a sound in my head. When yeah, you, when
0: you say that. the album's really good too, and uh, like I said, I thought the production here is just beautiful, and Aloe, Aloe Black underrated hook singer no doubt about that like I, he just sounds perfect for these type beats so really really big fan of this song that not only the song but this album such so choosy in exile low low featuring aloe black nice and now we are moving into our high honors yes so 15 so on this section we're gonna go three tracks so we'll go five rounds <clears throat> back and forth three and three my first track i got here is gonna be slow ties gorgeous and i I really liked his album so, a lot. There were a bunch of tracks that I've heard off
1: of it, but then there's another one. See, I'm surprised that this is the one that made your list.
0: Gorgeous. I love this song. I love this song.
1: Because I know that we've talked about uh, Psycho before, so I'm, I am almost shocked. Well, Psycho, hold
0: on. Psych- or is that released by Psycho wasn't, Denzel? It was both of them, and Psycho was not on Nothing, Greater, uh, no, excuse me, Nothing Great About Britain. So it wasn't on an album. It was a single, and they went together. I might have cheated a little bit.
1: Oh no, no, that's no, that's smart. That's not cheating. That's just I wanted to pick a Denzel
0: originally, just a Denzel song, just just a slow tie song, and. Oh, well, now I've kind of ruined a surprise. That's okay. Uh, We're good. We're good. We don't need need to talk more about it. Slow tie, gorgeous. Sucker for vocal samples. I love this track. (laughs) I love this track, dude. There's a ton of energy and passion on this. He basically just kind of... This song talks about him growing up in Northampton Mm -hmm. um, and the influence it kind of had on him. And I love the, the hook where the... Like when he gets he gets higher on it, oh, I enjoy the shit out of it. Basically, I'm just a talking fan about his people
1: do like the cool uh, like, little and like JID does that all the time, yeah, like, things like that. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of what people. I, do I what,
0: came what, do on to slow shits. tie. I came on to slow tie towards the end of of this year, dude. I I can't say I was really bumping him all year long, but when I finally came around to nothing great about Britain, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. And uh, I think he exemplifies just some incredible imagery. Like, I can I can literally, like, see him, like, you know, being arrested with his friends. Like, the way he talks about it. And just, like, the way he talks about how he was in school and his living conditions. Just, like, a really enjoyable track. And you can really get a lot of insight from this particular song. And I just, like I said, I love the vocal sample. It's very Kanye West. He even says it on the song. He's like, I'm on my Kanye shit right now. Like, yeah. very, very, like, reminiscent of that kind of sample based music slow tie killed it this year and, really and, big fan and, i mean it's
1: nice to see or know an artist is bringing an influence of theirs but then actually using it well i exactly. think i think something that always ends up coming off awful is when you're like wearing your influences on your sleeve and just like blatantly copying them yeah. so yeah. it's nice to actually take influence and then put your own spin on it yeah
0: so and even people from america should be or any anywhere gotta listen to slow tie great artist great rapper uh, my next track I have here is BJ the Chicago Kid, uh, Time Today. Really uh, passionate vocal performance from BJ over just like a second, really like, smooth guitar-assembled intru- instrumental. Yeah, it's just a really good R&B track. Really enjoyed it. Came back to it a ton this year. And then I also have Quelle uh, Chris "Obamacare." Dude, that was another one that was a last-minute, like, oh, I have to take Tough. it off. Yeah, it was It was painful. I know we talk about this a lot. We say, you know, it's more, like, I, I always consider, like, 75% replayability for these lists, mm-hmm. and then 25%, like, the artistic choice. Statement, yeah. It's her statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do feel as though Obamacare wasn't maybe... There were songs I maybe listened to more than Obamacare this year, but I, I really just love the not only artistic statement but the political statement that he does make
1: and the wordplay that he uses within Uh, the song it's just brilliant it's it's great
0: uh he's like he's He's so witty he is really witty, right? And and he's and he knows who he is, and I think that that is really that that's very telling of an artist that knows who they are. Mm-hmm. They have their lane. He stays in it. He doesn't try to go outside of it. And I just think even the the just he comes in with just some fantastic flows. Like he basically just talk about how the government's hypocritical and they don't help out the average citizen in terms of uh you know healthcare and blah 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 he kind of just maybe him and slow Tech could do a track together they sound like they would really uh even though their sounds yeah, they, don't they, quite they, mesh maybe their their politics their ideologies might, would, ideology yeah. right might be similar so anyway that's besides the point i uh i just really like a lot of the lyricism here man like he's got mm-hmm. a, uh, some really great one-liners just just some like lines that just are like wait what you feel like rewind like I think, think about quick, it yeah quick rewind listen crazy, to it, crazy man and I just really love the good. really awesomely charismatic keys that are on this, and just is like an overall fun beat mm-hmm. that is even a little bit ominous. So the whole, the whole yeah. album was incredibly strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if this will be the last time we talk about it, but yeah, that, that was a great project this so, year. Yeah, big fan of it, and so yeah, I got so like I said, uh, slow tide, gorgeous, uh, BJ, the Chicago kid, time today, and Quelle Chris, Obamacare, sweet man, first three.
1: All right. So my next three first is a song that we've actually talked about before on the show and an artist that we reviewed the album. This was off of and it's uh, Jay Prince with closer. So this this Jay Prince song, it basically just hits all of the things that I normally look for in his music. It's a very, very smooth, but like almost watery underwater feeling, um, like key progression that's going on in the background I really really like how it's almost using like a droning effect where the notes aren't being let go at any point it's just holding through the whole song so it kind of gives that very like floating aesthetic to it And then within the lyrics, we end up getting a lot of really, really interesting perspectives, I feel like, out of uh, Jay Prince, where he's talking about mental health at certain points and talking about how some days it's almost like he prefers being sad than being happy. And then going into uh, talking about it's only like wasting your money when you're just wasting it on like a Gucci belt or something like that. And talking about trying to live his life in a way that's actually meaningful. And then in the chorus, he's going into literally what the first line says is this what you want from me wondering what it is that he's supposed to be giving out into the world so it's a very very introspective song from him but still a very beautiful sounding one so yeah first song is Jay prince with closer if you want to hear more about him and this song you can definitely go and check out that uh, review this was back in january january british rap had a good year Yeah, it definitely definitely did. did. There's actually there's another song from or a couple of different songs I believe from over from artists overseas that have made it on my lists. But anyways, uh, moving right along into my next song from High Honors, I have "Stainless" by The Game featuring Anderson Paak. Liked that song, did not make my list. So it it was close for me because of the games verse. I think that's obviously like the lowest point of this song for anybody who's listened to it, but the rest of this song, Anderson pack just absolutely knocks this out of the park. It almost feels like this is an Anderson pack song featuring the game. It, it just did. Did he, definitely he does, have that. He yeah. does really, really well. I love some of the little flow patterns that he ends up riding in during the course of this. It's in very, very catchy melodies that he sings. It's, I mean, what you would expect out of Anderson Pack, You know, a lot of charisma and just very, very catchy vocals. Um, Again, the game's verse, definitely not the highlight of the song, but I don't think it takes away from it enough that it knocked it off of my list. I definitely had this one playing over and over and over again, especially like hanging out over at Pano's house and everything like that. Um, But then my third song was actually one that kind of snuck up on me and is one a band that I don't think I've talked about on the show before or much at all. So it's a band called Palace and a song called Martyr. So these guys are kind of filling a gap that has been left in my music taste by like the Foles and Bare Hands and some other of the more like upbeat um, indie acts that uh, that are out there. Where I feel like a lot of indie ends up trying to ride very or much more melancholy um, chord progressions and lower tempo songs, and uh, these guys definitely try and bring a much more upbeat um, appeal to their music. Hmm. There's there's really not too much to say about them. Like I said, if you've listened to the Foles before, if you've listened to Bare Hands before, you've definitely heard this type of music before. Um, but yeah, they're a very, very like bright sounding group there. This came off of a very, very strong album. So if you like this type of music, I would definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, Palace Martyr is, uh, is the
0: third off of my high honors. Nice dude. Solid little crop of songs Mm -hmm. there. I, my next crop of three. Off my high honors are three female artists that I think need to get a lot of recognition, not only this year, but going forward for the next five to 10 years plus. Because these three female artists might be three of my favorite female artists that are out currently. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, The first is going to be Charlie XCX. Blame It On Your Love featuring Lizzo. That was I guess if you want to throw Lizzo in that this That was so hard to not put on. I loved this album so much. Album was really good. Blame It On Your Love. I could not stop listening to this mm-hmm. song. Like just a great upbeat pop track. There's a lot of great charisma both from not only Charlie X uh, CX but also Lizzo and the hook is one of the catchiest I've heard all year. Just like an all-around really fun track. Like upbeat. You can play it at a club, you can play it in your car, you can play it Hanging out with friends, like it just—it's just like a great feel-good song, and I listen to it a ton. Uh, Lizzo's contribution is—is—is is, is fine. It's solid. It, it helps the song. It—it it doesn't really take anything away from it. It just works with it. It, it works. works with, it works well. Yeah. I—I I wouldn't say it like makes it amazing by any stretch, but I think Charlie, she kind of steals the yeah. show on this one. Lizzo kind of just adds a little to it. See, I love the song "Gone" off of that album. Another good um, one. Yeah. I believe actually, Fantano had her album number one so that's how much mm-hmm, how did. great yeah critics loved it so big fan of that track the next one's Camilla Cabello with Shameless god I loved that song this year, I, she dropped a couple of really stud songs. Mm-hmm. That song with the baby, I really enjoyed too. She's a hit maker. I feel she like can a lot make of hits, song, almost
1: every song that she's attached to has been
0: like shooting up into the billboard yep. since she's come out. Yep. And our guy John Bellion helped with songwriting on this track, and mm-hmm. it is apparent. I can hear his songwriting in the hook. Yep. I really can. And I, But I think the way he writes songs fit really perfectly for Camilla. Mm-hmm. I, like, she sounds tough and gritty on the song, she actually has a little bit more uh, bite on this song than most of the time. And uh, it shows a lot of confidence, really, too, mm-hmm. on this track. It's really catchy. I love the instrumental. Great, great pop. Another great pop song that I just really enjoyed this year. It was a good year for pop music. Good year. this a really good year for pop music. And from coming from somebody that doesn't normally listen to a lot of pop, Agreed. I've put a lot of pop on this already, mm-hmm. uh, especially in my honors and high honors. So, And then last but not least, of course, is Tierra Whack with Gloria. Unfortunately she fell out of my top she was in my top ten, believe it or not, at the mid year and now she's fell all the way down to high honors and it really unfortunately and it's no knock on Tierra at all. I just wasn't coming back to the song nearly as much as some others. She just got jumped. I just honestly unfortunately felt this going lower and lower and lower. Mm-hmm. But again, it takes nothing away from her as an artist. I really need an album from her. That's what I'm waiting I for. I really need an album. We're going to hear
1: from her, from Tierra again during this list. Yeah. But I really want... There's so many singles she
0: released this year that... That are great. Yeah. But there's nothing really... There's no album attached to it, unfortunately. But uh, I just love the flute sample here. I've talked about this track mm-hmm. at length probably two or three times. It's not going to go into in depth right now. But it's basically an infectious track that you probably won't be able to... like stop listening yeah, to I mean, or right. even with her like she loves that sing-song type rap uh her flows are really, patterns are really great so yeah uh, we got Tierra whack with gloria camilla cabello shameless charlie xcx blame it on uh your love featuring lizzo three really four female artists that deserve all the praise in the world mm-hmm. and, so, and one who's
1: getting quite a bit from uh from the academy you lizzo got with, it. like seven something you got grammy it grammy nominations so can check that episode to hear our feelings about that but yeah so the next 3 for me artists that we've already heard from today uh, earlier uh Billie Eilish with Elo Milo so yeah. Um, this was my favorite off of this album. I feel like this is almost a slightly deeper cut in the sense that it didn't get quite as popular as the other ones. But man, I love that like weird wavy, almost like cutting in and out effect that happens during the uh, chorus of this song. It's all right up her alley with like the regular like subtle kind of like like you said like ASMR style. Sorry anybody who just had to deal. Listen to that, um, that like great. style delivery. Uh, it, it all just kind of checks all of the boxes that you would expect from a Billie Eilish song. She and had a good year, man. It was it was. She a really great did. Album. It was a great. album. She had a great year, so very happy for her with that. And this is a great song. Now the next one um, off of my high honors is uh, actually. I you know what I want to save this guy. I want to talk about him last. So the the next song I want to talk about, yeah, I I know. It, that's this, great. <laughs> so I so before I came here, um I sent Mike a text saying that there was an artist that I put on this that's like a local artist. So I I'm, I'm going to save him for like the last one. But um you yeah, know, so the next song is actually what we had to wait on before Boogie with Silent, Silent ride. The ride. So yeah, this this is another one that barely snuck in, dude. This was January 9th that this came out. And just, like, the flute sample that goes through Uh, this whole beat the entire time is just incredible. Um, The the raspy, like, sing-song delivery mm -hmm. he's got on that. And I I love the the chord progression. I think I mentioned this before when we talked about this song. I'm pretty sure only one note is changing every time the chords change. So there's, like, a very, very strong, like, home feeling to the song, which is what lets the flute kind of do its thing over the top and i don't know i am i was a huge fan of this song uh, throughout the course
0: of this year yeah. which
1: naturally I, you were too cuz it made your list. Mm-hmm.
0: i love the subject matter too the sentiment in the song like just kind of just how like being in a relationship that's kind of going wrong and like that awkward potential like ride home that you would have with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah that recorder flute sample is is great. It almost like sounds like I'm almost like in a jungle or something like yes. that. It has that weird like I aesthetic agree. to it. And uh yeah there's... Boogie had a great year. That's that album's phenomenal. Yes, and, it was. Yes, and it I, was. I love his. He's very unique. People that kind of try to compare him to Chance the Rapper, I find that to just be lazy, a lazy comparison. Yeah, I guess just I, in like
1: the sound of his
0: voice alone yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, maybe but the sound of his voice, but not, not, the, not the sound style. Not the style. Yeah, yeah. Nothing not at all. Yeah, but anyway.
1: But okay, so the last guy um, is local artist Lord Felix and okay. a song of his called "The Worst Summer Ever." So first the. First thing that pulled me in about this song is it's over the Benny and the Jets sample. Like, no dun, way. Dun. Like, And I love that sample. Love that sample when Frank Ocean used it. Uh, what, Super Rich Kids, right? With a yep, sweatshirt? he did. Love it when Lord Felix is using it right now. And Hell And yeah. basically, the, like the name suggests, worst summer ever. It's him talking about the series of events that happen in one summer that, as he puts it in the hook, is everyone testing his strength and taking him away from his babe. So it's just him having trials and tribulations and just annoying shit happening to him basically throughout the course of this summer. And so I found out about this it, guy dude. from So Far Sounds, actually, because I was following oh, yeah, been, them yep, yep. on um, Instagram and they always post from their pictures and or post from their shows. And um, there's two artists that they usually end up having on their forte. And I saw Lord Felix there. Oh, this guy's kind of sick he's wearing like a visor or something like that when he's performing so I followed him and the song he was performing was this one right here and ever since I heard it I have been obsessed and he actually just won a uh, Boston Music Award this past year for I believe it was Best New Artist. Props to this guy he deserves it this song is pretty incredible it made it into my high honors it was just barely out of the top 25 I definitely listened to it enough that it was probably in my top 25 of most listens, but this song, it's its
0: very, very good. I Dude, would definitely I, check this guy out. I right have there. not checked him out yet. And his his album is very good. Dude, his, I'm excited now. It's, I can't wait to listen to all your songs. I love this. This is so, why I, I love this, too. Because yeah, I, I always walk away with new music. Worry, I, already, <laughs> I already
1: made a playlist of all of it in the order that I'm basically talking about them in right now. I'll send
0: it to you right when we're done. Perfect. Yeah, we'll put it on Apple and Spotify for all of you guys. That mm-hmm. I was going to mention at the end, but we're, we're here. Uh, so what do so you got? Three more from me. Uh injury reserve, jailbreak the Tesla, featuring in MA. Uh talked about this. This was in my top twenty-five for the mid year, just fell to the high honors. Uh that Tokyo Drift sample with like a really cool experimental twist. Love it. The beat sounds like it's from I've said this I think the first time I said the beat sounds like it's from thirty nineteen, not twenty nineteen. Like it <laughs> literally like it, it's, the last it's, time. Uh, really. yeah. Feels like, I'm in, like a, I'm in the middle of like a transformer. Uh, yeah, the verse uh, from Richie uh, with a T, it's nostalgic. It's a little humorous, talking about like jailbreaking iPhones mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And like how it would be cool if you could jailbreak a Tesla. I don't know. Really, really cool track. I love the aesthetic of it. And I'm a big fan of just Injuries Reserve in general. Their album was really solid this year. I agree. Uh, going off of kind of a different vibe here, uh, Commons Forever Your Love featuring bj the chicago kid off of his last album called let love and i really liked this song a ton and it's it's lo-fi but it's got like a, a smooth soulful beat to it and common just like basically spits about like how important his mother was to him mm-hmm. and i just like it's relatable for me like yeah everyone make fun of me i'm a mama's boy blah blah, blah. Shout out, mama love you uh bj his hook just mixes so beautifully with this instrumental. It's just like such a beautiful track, and it's just very uplifting. The piano is incredible on it, and, but it's just a really like like I said, a beautiful song. And then finally, Hobo Johnson with Ugly Kid. I, I sorry to cut you
1: off. I, no. One of the things I love about Hobo is that everybody has a different favorite song by him. But so sorry, continue. Dude. No, no, no,
0: it's all good. Like I like this song better than a lot of his other ones, simply off this album specifically, simply because I think this is one of the more accessible songs. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to listen to. It's it's less, like, unorthodox and more, like, slam poetry than the rest of his tracks. Like, for, yeah. other, for people that essentially don't care for, like, his quote-unquote act, like, shout out, 13 p.m., we had him on here. He finds his, him to be a little bit gimmicky, mm. but I don't, I don't, I see the point. I just really enjoy his music, yeah. but I can see why some people might not be into that appeal, but... Uh, I just I just really love like this song specifically more for like the sax how it's mixed really nicely with especially with the hi hats and the drums that are on here and this song is just not only self aware but it's shameless as fuck like he, he his I hum- feel like a lot of his music on that album shameless like his humility is what draws me to him you know what I mean like I just I just really really truly enjoy it and he's unique and that's really I think another thing that I really like about him nothing nobody sounds quite like him. Mm-hmm. I love the end, and he's like, uh, he says something along the lines of, "There's this kid." He's like talking about himself, who never thought he'd like find love or whatever. And he was like, he's kind, of, he was chunky, and now he's older, he's still kind of chunky. I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm paraphrasing, but I was dying laughing at this song, hmm. man. I'm a big and, fan of Hobo. I love, yeah. And, and Elohim's hook contribute. I think that's how you pronounce it. Elohim, Elohim. Hmm. E L O H I M. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, but her hook contributions are like perfect. They're mixed down well a uh, little bit and they sound drowned out almost like backing vocals, but it actually like pushes that saxophone instrumentation forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a really, really great track. Uh, that's Ugly Kid, Hobo Johnson, and off of his new album, The Fall of Hobo Johnson,
1: which I would definitely check out.
0: Great album. Love it. Yeah. So that was three, right? That was three. All right, you so got back it. to me. Back to me. Back to be you, the dog. One who's
1: better at counting? Some the, the math teacher. I should be. <laughs> we got two, be two rounds left in high yes. honors,
0: and then we're up to the top
1: twenty-five. So my next three. Um, this was a song that actually showed up on my uh, top twenty list for the mid years, but has fallen down now a little bit. Um, and it is Goldlink with Coke White slash Moscow featuring what a Pusha track. T. And it, I, I think that the first time that we talked about this, I talked at length about what I consider my favorite part of this song. I love the switch from Coke White over into Moscow and the energy that Goldlink has in that second half while still having restraint. It's not like he's out there yelling, but it's just very, very high energy in your face. The bass is right up front. And even before that, it has that like underwater sound, which has been a recurring theme in a lot of these songs. I guess that's been a vibe of Ben like a big fan of this year and this definitely definitely hit that his flow on moscow is unbelievable
0: it's 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 absolutely it's it's absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. like yeah so catchy well
1: i mean push always rides beats well that's like his thing he's he's incredible at it yeah um but so even gold link like i said yeah yeah yeah. gold link's awesome
0: they've, they've been great
1: but so, and, and actually, that, that whole album is incredible too, uh, with Diaspora or
0: however Diaspora. It Diaspora, D- Diaspora I, I believe is how it proves. Yeah.
1: But um, so, my next song is someone that I've actually listened to because you put me onto him um, D Smoke
0: and his song On Paper. Okay, I, so I, I got D Smoke's coming up really, really soon. Okay. But okay. it's not On Paper. Not the same Love song. Love that track, though. I was oh, actually, it's you know what's funny? So good. The one that I chose, I was flip flopping with uh, On Paper. Mm-hmm. But can we be clear about this? When the, if when the kids pull up, if there was like technically, like if that had been technically released as release a song,
1: easily would have been my when day. the kids pull up would have been on and them. it would have been in like my top 10 to five it, oh. when it releases. Yep. It's immediately going to jump up there for whatever year it releases in. Yeah. hopefully it does. I think yeah. he's just getting that sample. Cleared he's trying to get the sample cleared. But yeah, so I mean, anyone who doesn't know D Smoke, he was the winner of um, the show Rhythm and Flow. Sorry if you haven't uh,
0: watched it, but now we just spoiled it. But whatever, that's all right. Okay, so shame on you for not listening. we'll we'll edit. We'll edit in. No, 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 no. no, Shame on them. For not watching it yet, no, I, it's been I, out I for like months. That. I like that. Yeah. So no, whatever. Whatever. this is what you deserve, <laughs> and it, it doesn't. And honestly, knowing that he wins doesn't really take anything away from like the show. Oh itself, yeah, still go honestly. and watch because some of the other
1: artists are incredibly talented too. And I'm assuming by that look that someone else from the show has made it onto your list. Maybe. Ooh. Okay. Maybe I'm too I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see who this is. I think I, I think I have an idea. Okay. But but in this song, I mean, it's flow changes galore. It's a super subtle beat. There's a sax leading through it, and there's great drums, but they don't really do too much because they want to he, he wants to showcase what he can do and I feel like this song really lets him do that He he's like an amazing little pocket that he sits in in the beginning of the second verse with the uh, like street saint sick enough like that little like bop that he has right there is so so
0: good, Ain't no, and a dude, and uh, on paper, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what
1: I'm saying. It's so I would definitely check out. He breaks into G the Smoke Spanish out. at some point. Oh my God, oh, he it's raps it's in right Spanish. after that. Yeah, so yeah, anyone oh. who doesn't know too, he speaks fluent Spanish. He grew up in Inglewood, and it's it's a great
0: song, great artist. You gotta check him out. So on the show, right? This was when the music video won. Uh, let me go mm-hmm. on let me go. He raps apparently on the second verse. It raps in Spanish. Okay, chance the rapper pointed this out during the show that he rapped that second verse on Let Me Go, it rhymes in Spanish, but if you translate it, it also rhymes in fucking English. Unreal. Isn't that crazy? That's so How hard to, is that? That's and, wild. And, the, and lyrically, me. it still stayed on topic. Yeah. That's, that's like a Blows blast. my mind. Yeah, that's, Blows that's, my that's, mind. That's he so, is unbelievably so talented. That song Fly he just released, I, Well, I'd love to talk about that in length at some point that song is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's been in the, he's been in the studio you see on his Instagram with like some big, so many big, big name people. And they say that so, in the big show. Legs. Like it, I think TI
1: was like, you're going to get a lot of calls from like a lot of people or something uh, like that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely ringing <laughs> true. But so then my, la- my third song um, is a band that I've talked about before, uh, Polyphia and a song they released called Inferno. Now, a lot of people, this song was kind of divisive for them because this was a big venture away from Polythia's normal sound of like the much more math rocky kind of um, all over the place, not as predictable um, guitar playing styles. But this song is basically a throwback to the time when, like Trivium, All That Remains, like Avenged Sevenfold, bands like that, that were almost in like the post rock, whatever genre, whatever you want to call it. But it was all about like the dueling lead guitars that both are harmonized with each other, doing arpeggios and things. And honestly, this just really scratches an itch for me that I haven't been able to listen to since like high school. So this reminds me of a lot of like instrumental stuff that Trivium used to put out. Um, This came out on actually the record that Fantano um, put out that was the um, like the charity record. I I actually bought a copy of that, too. So I have that sitting on my shelf back at home. And I think all the proceeds from that got donated to some um, nonprofit. I can't remember which one. But yeah, so this song was incredible. So anyone who's listened to Polyphia before, expect something much less like especially their original music that was more like light and breezy and kind of like upbeat this is much faster and linear i cool. feel like but i am a big big fan of it sweet man love it
0: great great crop of 3 mm-hmm. i i haven't heard the Poly- Polyphia one but it's it's definitely like so a deeper cut i guess i had, and i want to listen to all the songs you haven't already that i didn't know didn't know about but like dude yeah so anyway not D Smoke yet, I'm making everybody wait, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but D Smoke's brother, Ooh. Sir, mm-hmm. off of TDE's label, and he dropped a really, really great uh, album this year that, spoiler, may or may not be on my mm-hmm. album list, Chase called Chasing Summer, and this song that I picked was called The Recipe, and I just love how beautiful the hook is, and the performance that he just has on this pro- on this song. Uh, definitely my favorite track from this project. See, hair down, hair down, almost made almost made my list. Hair down is one of my favorites. It's in my top three on that album. But I liked the recipe better. Mm. I just think his passionate per- performance on this song is what trumped for me. Hair down, personally. But I what a what a talented family, huh? Seriously, I think the mother almost had uh, their mother. Wasn't she very, very talented as well, but she I'm not had, sure I know much about I I think I remember in the final episode of Rhythm and Flow when they did when they kinda went through like everybody's families, you know what I mean? Like the four like the four finalists. Mm-hmm. And we got to D smoke. That was I think one of the things she's that, a gospel singer. She was a gospel her, singer. Her her exactly. mother,
1: brothers, and cousin are all gospel singers in Englewood.
0: Okay, there you go. So she like, apparently was like, really, really talented. So the fact that it went down not only to Sir but now D Smoke is just amazing mm-hmm.
1: so. even even his cousin actually apparently
0: writes songs um for like a couple other bigger oh, name artists yeah well oh, good to know uh speaking of whom now D smoke of course mm-hmm. uh not on paper i got honey jack and which was just smooth it's jazzy mm-hmm. tons of horns and brass i mean stunner that i like songs with that that type of instrumentation a lot of really cool keys it's just very like relaxing and meditative you know, that's how I feel about it. It's I get just, that feeling from a lot of his songs too, just because of the nature of his voice. He has, yeah. His voice really puts you at ease. It's, it's, it's a very smooth voice. It's very smooth.
1: Not that it sounds like Snoop Dogg, but it's a similar effect effect that Snoop's voice kind of gets across where you listen to it and you're just like, all right, I'm relaxed now. His but for a
0: different reason. His almost feels more soothing than a Snoop, than Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg's, and his yeah. delivery, all of it. And uh, I just, the rhyme schemes sound like borderline poetic, really, to me almost reminiscent of like To Pimp a Butterfly like I feel Mm -hmm. like it could have maybe off Kendrick's album from I think whatever it was 2014 maybe 15 something whatever year year it was and so he dude with D Smoke man he's just one of the most talented not only art rappers, but artists that I've heard in like a really long time. I even I'm say that so in the show glad. a lot too.
1: Of like, um, what what? Ah, it's escaping me right now. What producer was it that he ends up working with in that one episode? Wasn't Take Heath because, but it, it was, wasn't um, Take Heath. But because I remember when he walked in, Soundwave. And, Maybe. I just remember when he... The, so the important part is I remember when he walked in, think the, it was guy, sound, oh, the guy it was, you said... Know what? It was Soundwave. Yeah, and Soundwave was saying, like, Soundwave oh, has
0: done a lot of work with the TDE and, like, mm-hmm. West Coast guys. And that's so. why they
1: linked him up. Yeah. Um, but I remember him saying, like, oh, he's, like, the most hands-on guy that I've ever been in the studio with. Like that, is, came a, that was a quote, And yep. he, he was, like, he had a BPM. He had, like, a chord progression that he already knew. And, like, it's, it's things like that that really set someone apart. And not to put this in a different direction... I don't know if you saw the video. I'm sure you saw the video for um that that Mac the first Mac Miller song that released. Yeah. Um and in that like the very beginning he's like clapping and he calls out a BPM just from like the rhythm that he's clapping at and I, I don't know. It just it's things like that that really make you respect an artist for what they do. So D Smoke definitely falls in that category.
0: Yeah, D Smoke's amazing. I really really enjoy his stuff, man, and I can't wait for more music from him this year, which seems like it's coming really soon. Mm-hmm. And then finally I got an, another guy from uh, from rhythm and flow, Troy Man. See, that's I. I thought so. I thought so. I so not quite as lyrical or as musical, let's say, as D Smoke. But I love his energy that he brings. I almost put Streetlight from rhythm and flow on this list because mm-hmm. I really liked that song a lot. Take Heath like kills the production on that. I thought Troy Man's per- performance on that song and delivery is just amazing. But I ended up going with Blessings featuring London B. Another final not only artist on rhythm and flow but finalist mm-hmm. and love because I again I'm a big sucker for vocal samples. Really low really catchy, catchy vocal sample on this thing. And like I said, Troy Mann just knows how to bring the energy. London B matches the intensity in her own verse. Well that was something you and, really got out of both of them in the show a lot. Yeah. Too. And they're from they're from the South, so like similar kind of styles. And it's just a really fun track to like hype you up, make you want to dance. Like it's just it's just a fun, fun tune. So yeah, so Sir, the recipe, D smoke, honeyjack. Troy Man, Blessings. Nice. Featuring London B. All right, so there's actually one or two songs in this next
1: group of mine that we might end up having to not talk about until later. I'm very curious to see if he's made your list. But so the first one, I'm, I'm pretty confident won't. It was On site Free Nationals um, with Jid. Great song. Um, Didn't make it, though. Kaja? I don't know. Is, I don't know how to pronounce the, first, the second feature's name. But either way, this so this song is pretty fantastic. If anyone's heard the Free Nationals before, you know that you're going to be in for some very jazzy, very funky vibes out of all of their in- instrumentation. There's a really, really heavy wah effect on the guitar line, which was one of the biggest things that like was an earworm for me. Is that little like waver in it, and that's really what contributes to that like psych- psychedelic feel. The vocals in the first verse are super sultry and intoxicating and she sits really high up in her head voice range, which is kind of what gives that that, the atmospheric vibe that like contributes to that and Jid the song like really really stretched his legs I feel like he showcased a lot of different aspects of his uh, performing abilities where he was like doing regular rapping at certain points doing the like half rap half sing and then even breaking into some full on just like belts and like vocal
0: lines at certain points in the song well it wasn't really a typical beat for him mm-hmm. so I feel like with that it definitely challenged him a bit no I liked his performance on the song too great song he great adjusted choice, his actually. dynamics a lot
1: too there's like one point where he's talking he goes like right down into fry like down into that like really low like almost bubbly style voice it's it again it just shows how talented he is and i know we're going to see a lot more from him in in the future oh for sure um so the next track uh one that we've talked about at length so i'm not gonna spend too much time here about this gary clark jr i've got my eyes on you locked and loaded um, I don't know if uh, he's ended up making your list in some oh, way, shape, here. or form. He's on here, right. not, the, not the same song. Though. I think I probably know what song it is yeah. then. Um, but so this this song I I feel like was the one I came back to the most. It always just brings me back to the night of seeing him live, oh, which was so
0: fantastic. So he's one of my favorites from last year that we saw. It was great, and
1: I love yep. that um, now I've like been put onto Fiona Silver because of him. I still end up following yeah. her. She's been releasing new music, good stuff. Nothing that ended up breaching into the top of the year, but definitely still good music that I've visited but with this Gary Clark Jr song I mean I feel like he's one of the most prolific like guitar frontmen of of the most recent era he's one of like kind of the last of his breed of getting up there and playing just like blues licks and and just like not being afraid to just get up there and rip through songs like that this song's much more slow and somber and he's really showcasing his vocal talent letting the emotion pour out but if you want to hear a more in-depth review of everything to do with Gary Clark
0: I we've talked about him. Go at check out length. the show and tell yep, that we show, did on him and, and then then album also, review. Album review, which is on March part. No, it was on February. February. Yep, February, February. Yep, the album February. Album February. review. Yep. Um, They've done so many. I can't even remember what on stuff is. See, and this, and see, this then, is
1: why I like getting those dates. So once I start getting all mixed up, like I can figure <laughs> out what when this stuff actually came out. I love it. It's hard to keep track of. But now this is the one that I'm very curious about. I'm all right by Brass Tracks featuring RLR. All right, I, I thought so. I oh, thought so. You so best I'm gonna, believe save I'm it. I'm going to save that. Right when I put that on there, I was like, oh, I know I'm not going to get to talk about this song right now. <laughs> but yeah, so those, those are my three. Brass Tracks, I'm All Right, Gary Clark Jr., I've Got My Eyes on You, Parenthesis, Locked and Loaded, and Free Nationals On site.
0: Awesome. Love it. And then my last three for high honors, and then Mm -hmm. you get your last three, and then we're into the top twenty-five. Let's go! That's so exciting. I got City Blues Toby, which we did pop quiz. Remember that Uh, when we did what? What what, what, was second half of? Oh, second half of Ole. That uh that that show and tell we remember we oh, did a pop quiz right 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 yeah, yeah. which we'll do again soon oh I, that I hope. was so much fun, that was fun. yeah yeah that was so, fun. Fun. so
1: for anyone who doesn't know about that we just like show each other a couple songs and go back and
0: forth right and, that, and, I, you hadn't heard and I had not right yep, so like and, we sit in a, like we initial sit in a room. responses yeah and, yep yep and then you don't tell me what you think of it before mm. and I don't eat and, yeah and we talked. yeah it was very fun <laughs> go just check that that, yeah. that one out it's uh the show and tell all yes. episode so go check out the pop quiz uh, we'll have to do like a full episode on that I feel like like a full length like 10 songs or whatever like Mm. that would be that would be sick it could even maybe be like either an artist in general or like a whole
1: album or something there's a a lot
0: of room that we can kind of move around with that that idea like make you listen to an album that maybe I like or don't potentially Mm -hmm. and see how you thought, and then like vice versa yeah that'd be cool yeah, a lot a lot, lot of good stuff coming for 2020 everybody. Exactly. But uh yeah, just a really like awesome whiny vocal sample that is just I mean, it's called City Blues and Shocker, it sounds bluesy. Kind of going <laughs> off of like someone like Gary Clark right now, so this yeah. kind of works perfect. Uh it pairs excellently with uh this like really nice piano that's just it's just very lush and colorful. One of the more lush and colorful instrumentals of the year really and Toby's far and away one of the most talented up-and-coming artists that people aren't talking about. He sings, he raps, he croons over beats very seamlessly, and I'm just excited to see what potentially his growth ends up becoming. (laughs) So really love that track this year, Toby City Blues. Album is solid. Go check it out from him. Nice. Then we have Gangstar, Family and Loyalty featuring J. Cole, which in my opinion, this is J. Cole's best verse of the year, and it doesn't even wow. Other than, well, okay, excuse me. His best guest verse. Okay, okay, guest okay, verse. I was gonna
1: say, there's one specific oh, that I think which we are I'm both gonna, gonna be, be talking, talking about <laughs> probably a long time from now. Too. I think it's, I think it's gonna take <laughs> a while the very before. end of this episode.
0: Uh, yeah, man, I'm really, really just loving this. The piano is really cool. It's very beautiful, but it, the contrast that it gives with the table, like DJ Premier's table scratches are really great. And I don't think that Gangstar really ever went over, specifically Guru, obviously. Guru never really went over like these types of instrumentals. Mm-hmm. So I find it to be very unique and different. Gives you a different flavor you're not used to out of them. Yeah, yeah. Not your, Again, not an average Gangstar instrumental, but I think I like it a lot more for that. And his verses are just packed with a ton of meaning. I love the passion that he exudes on the second verse, especially... And of course, like I said, this is one of J. Cole's best guest verses, in my opinion, that he's had in quite a while. He had a lot of good uh, guest verses in the past he did year. This year. Actually, in the yeah. past two years, he's put on a lot he of has. great features. He definitely has. When I actually had a sit down with Hero on the last episode that mm-hmm. we had, he brought up a good point about this album, and I do see what he I do see what he's saying, especially uh, particularly with this song. If you listen to his first verse and his second verse on this song, you can tell that they were recorded different places and different times and oh, and, so and it's it's so I bet
1: like the sound the sound uh, quality of them is like they're noticeably a little, different like, yeah. with like the
0: echoes and things
1: like that and the effects that were put on them that right. makes
0: sense so they seem inconsistent so I I, mm. and I, think that's part of the reason why they stuck the J. Cole verse in the middle to kind of break that yeah up. okay so it, wouldn't so be it makes a lot of sense gotcha. yeah so he brought that was up different producers. I wonder if it was different producers
1: I wonder if it was different producers working on different parts of the song it could have
0: been and I think this is obviously this is what the kind of potential uh, roadblocks you maybe run into when you're trying to make a posthumous album, is mm-hmm. like you know trying to keep that consistency. So anyway, I, that's a small minor thing. I, I don't think it t- doesn't take away from the song at all. But I, I do love this song a lot. It's probably my favorite song off of one of the best yet. So that's uh, Family and Loyalty, J. Cole, and obviously off the new uh, Gangstar project. Yeah. and then finally, uh, just falling outside of the top 25, uh, my man B Leafs with Go for Baroque featuring On Q and Matt Burton. Talked about this song a ton on the mid-year, so go check out that uh, episode if you want to hear more on this song. I won't get too in touch with this, but uh, just really cool heavenly atmospheric keys over a cool drum progression on cue gives a phenomenal performance on this thing. He's, again, another guy that's super underrated. And uh, Bee Leafs, again, another Boston guy that we had on the show. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more from him, check out his latest project from 2019, that The Horizon. Go look, check out our episode that uh, where I interviewed him. Really, really strong year for Bee Leafs and can't wait to see what he has cooking up for us in 2020. Nice. And that's my last High Honors songs. Wow. All right. So here
1: we go. So for my last three, the first one... It was released in the beginning of November. It's Lawrence with their song, It's Not All About You. Lawrence, now, yes. Now, so anyone who's been listening to us for a bit will probably remember us talking about Lawrence either when I've talked about them in the past with certain songs and albums of theirs that I've been a big fan of. I'm pretty outspoken with my my fandom of them. I've seen them live a bunch of times. We saw them live together, open for John Bellion, yep. one of the most incredible experiences of our lives, and we've talked about that at length also in that episode, and that, that was just unreal. Definitely not the last time we'll hear that name tonight. And so they anytime that you listen to Lawrence is a certain aspect of music that you would expect keys, horns, drums, and just like dancing and jumping and that kind of vibe. And that's definitely what they're putting on display here and basically this point of this song like the name suggests it's not all about you it puts, it puts yourself in a perspective of someone and you're sitting there talking to somebody who just really loves to talk about themselves they're just going to keep going and going and going and Gracie admits that it's not a bad thing that she's not uninterested she just wishes it wouldn't take the whole day and the music <laughs> video is hilarious I would definitely uh, check it out they they both both Gracie and Clyde the brother sister duo responsible for Lawrence have great vocal performances very emotional both of them have super unique sounding vo- uh, voices with Clyde being very soulful and like more than you would expect and really like high gritty notes at certain points and Gracie just having this unbelievable vocal agility so I I'm a big fan of this song I think it means that they have a lot of new music on the way which I'm really excited about so hopefully they'll have something come out and then they'll tour for it and we'll be able to go back and Heck yeah. see them again And then my next song, so this is one of the ones I said that this artist made my top 20. And then since then, I stopped really listening to that song, switched to another one. Little Sims and Selfish. Okay, so before, I like that one better than Venom. Well, actually, no, that's a lot. I like Venom too. That's See, the I movie. really like Venom. I really, really like Venom. I think Venom has a lot to offer. It's a super dark, spooky song. I just think Selfish was something I was listening to a lot more often because it was closer into the aesthetic that I was listening to this year. And I think it had more replay value for me. It has really, really catchy keys, and I think that's what kind of put it into this spot because it's really soft and relaxing and like head voice vocals from um Cleo Soul in the uh the hook it's very low key, so it's it's a much, I feel like, less stressful listen where Venom is a very like eerie, kinda like spooky sound. You have to movie. be in that mood
0: at some point. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I don't find myself in that mood all the time, but this is a type of song I can listen to literally whenever. So, right. so that's what kind of ended up putting this above the other one. As usual, Sims is an incredibly talented rapper. She's talking about being selfish selfish and egotistical. But it's only because she's acknowledging that she, like, built herself up with hard work, determination, time, and all that kind of stuff. So it's almost kind of like the healthy version of being egotistical where it's like, no, I I did this. Like, I've earned this. So definitely a big fan of that song. And now my last high honors. I feel like this song is almost kind of a surprise to make it on here, but when I really came down to it, how much I listened to this song and how big this song got, I had to put it on my list. Middle Child, J. Cole. Wow. And I, I feel like I was going to ch- kind of cheat by sneaking this in because like okay. songs later slip. on, are they're not J. Cole, they're like Dreamville. Dreamville. So I kind of did the so, same like, thing, though, on so it. With, with, He's with on it, but it's not his song. So even though this is on the same album... Um, I'm cheating a little bit here, so I, I did want it to go a with Middle single Child. First. It was a single for a very long time, and I think it got all of its recognition during that time of being a single, and I still believe the only real reason they put this on the album was to continue getting more streams to the album because of the popularity this song had. Nothing against that. I think it's a genius business move, but I think that's probably why it was, because of how long it was out before then. With this coming out in, what, like early January or something like that? Yeah, when did, yeah, in yeah. January 23rd and Dreamville not dropping until the summer. But uh, so with here, it's basically run-of-the-mill what you would expect with J. Cole. It's a lot of great lyricism. It's a lot of great flows. It's a lot of aggression that he brings to this track. It's almost like a warning that he gave leading into that Revenge of the Dreamers of like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here. We're still here. We're about to drop something crazy. And then also still talking about how he's kind of in between two generations of rap, being saying he feels like Lil Bro and Big Bro all at once and talking about his connection to the younger rappers and the older OGs and showing respect to both sides. I mean so, heck, he
0: was just on like I, like I said, just on Gangstars. Exactly. That's, on the Gangstar. It's incredible, you know? But yeah, he'll he'll go on like and do a song with Young Thug and Travis Scott. It's just like it just depends mm-hmm. upon how you know, he feels about their artistic feels, vision. Right, like right. that's
1: more, it's more about what it is for him. Like he right. want. that's why he did the whole dreamville thing in the first place. Anyone yeah. when he felt shared that same vision as him, then come and work on, Go right on like it. Go right on it. Yes. But yeah, so that's, that's the last of the high honors for me.
0: Tune into the next episode, episode 20 for Mike and Cody's top 25 songs of 2019.